This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a new Media Week podcast. We're going to be talking television today. There's a new free-to-air channel about to launch. There's quite a few now, isn't there? We'll find out all about that. We've got the channel manager here today for SBS World Movies, Chris Keeley. Now, welcome, Chris. Before we talk, well, no, after we talk about world movies, you've got some interesting career stuff you've done, and we'll we'll mm. cover that briefly at the back end of this before I let you go. Thank you, but James. For, but first of all, welcome. And world movies. Now, you've been associated with world movies for a while in its different guises. I I have. Um, I was a fan from when uh, pay TV started back in 1995 of world movies, and I was able to realise a dream to uh, take a part in creating it when I came back from Singapore where, where I was working for Viacom and that was uh, in 2011. Uh-huh. Now, World Movies, this, it was a... Um it was a unusual collection of partners, wasn't it? So just remind me, and one of them was Kerry Stokes, I think. Kerry that- St- Stokes, uh, Tony O'Reilly um, and SBS were the three original joint ventures who formed SBS. And it has the distinction of being one of the first channels on Australian pay TV launching in 1995. Wow. Okay. It was, was it always, you might be able to remember this, but was it a, was it free to anyone or did you have to have the movies tier to get it? Can you remember Or that? James, it, it was, I believe it started out as an add-on a la carte channel. Okay. But as time moved on, and I think that this may have been when Kim Williams was heading Foxtel, uh, the channel was added to the movie package. Um, it was also an Ostar and Optus, and I believe on some of the smaller operators um, um, in the early days. Right. The so for viewers who remember that world movies, will it ring a few bells? And how different will the new world movies be? Look, it really is very much an evolution of world movies. Uh, SBS uh, before world movies was bringing Australians. Uh, a window onto amazing international cinema for many decades. World Movies uh, launched on free uh, on subscription and it was a subscription narrowcast channel, which meant that essentially it could uh, transmit uh, R-rated movies. So this evolution uh, as a free-to-air World Movies will be significantly different, but it will retain the same essence of bringing Australians cinema from all the way around the globe. Um, It will have Bollywood, anime, comedies, there'll be challenging movies, uh, and there'll be a lot of lighthearted movies as well. Uh, The critical point is that um, the classification codes for free-to-air are significantly different to subscription, and essentially we'll be having a lot more family-friendlier channel. So that, that would mean there'll be some movies you probably can't show at all? Uh, most certainly, James. Anything <laughs> that was an R-rated movie, okay. uh, we won't be able to show. Right, not even late night or... or no, whatever. not even late night. Yeah. Um, the current uh, codes of practice that SBS have uh, completely rule out um, R-rated movies. Okay, okay. Because SBS already has a f- quite a substantial library of movies available on its on-demand platform, doesn't it? That's right. Will some of them sort of be rotating through the the World Movies channel? There's so much fabulous cinema 
that's really in essence only been available through the subscription service. So we will certainly be bringing back some of those movies. And you, you like myself, uh, would have grown up with the likes of Amelie, Count, uh, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and so many more of those classics. They will certainly be coming back. Right. What was the... Were you at SBS prior to them deciding to bring back world movies in another role? Uh, I joined SBS around 2011, um, and it was then a, a thriving... And have you been there all that time? I have been oh, there okay. all that time. Right, okay. It's been a thriving uh, a subscription channel. But, but frankly, uh, just a few years ago, as it became clear that audience offerings would become more fragmented, uh, plans began to be hatched. Um, for SBS World Movies to be a free-to-air channel should that uh, opportunity emerge. Okay, so it's been on the drawing board for quite a while. How have you gotten the bandwidth to do it? Is it James, you have to compress got, a little bit? Or? We've got a fabulous technical team um, led by a gentleman called Noel Leslie who's had so much experience internationally. And in this particular instance, we had two uh, versions of Viceland. We had Viceland SD and Viceland okay. HD. Yep. So uh, we have ceased the SD channel. Viceland continues to be bold and strong and challenging everyone as an HD channel. Okay. Uh, World Movies will take on the second slot, which was the SD slot. Okay. So it won't be in high definition. World Movies is absolutely oh, is. top quality high definition. Oh, but you're able to Get the bandwidth from Absolutely. the old SD to enable you to broadcast it in high definition. And something that I, I can say to you is that, um, you know, our, our technical team are very proud of the quality with which we deliver our channels. Um, and in fact, they're really proud that as of Monday, 10 a.m., um, their SBS will be leading the Australian industry in having three dedicated HD channels. Okay. Mm, congratulations on that. Um were there other people within the organisation pitching ideas for other channels to use this new bandwidth or did it was it always pretty going to be if you got another channel it would be world movies? Look, there have been many discussions over the years but the reality is multicultural and multilingual movies have been at the core of SBS's offering since day one um, as a, in a TV or on-demand environment and it really was a no-brainer there have been so many people out there in uh, amongst our viewers who have been calling for more movies. A lot of them wanted the SBS of years gone by. But the reality is we'll now be offering uh, viewers somewhere in the realm of 1,500 to 2,000 movies a year. So the glory days will be uh, well and truly eclipsed by this offering. And one particular factor that uh, you know, the audience for this podcast may find interesting, is that we have uh, got coterminate licences for both the linear channel and for SBS On Demand. So with the rare exception okay. where distributors don't permit us to uh, to put a title on uh, the On Demand AVOD, BVOD service, um, they won't be there, but the vast majority of the titles will flow through to our On Demand service. I guess those windows vary depending on the, the the product, but what's an average time do you think for a movie to sit on your on the um, SBS on demand? Do you think it's it's between one to two years? Oh, wow, it's quite a while then. 
Hmm. Uh, you know, there are um, plenty of titles that are just uh, are like the magic pudding. People seem to want to go into the service and to delve in amongst uh, the huge collection that's there now. It's around about 700 titles. I guess some of them would be exclusive, but there's probably others that are shared, though, that there's it's not too much, you know, concern Look, I, if they're not exclusive. That's not not a massive issue for us. No. Uh, there will most definitely be, you know, the key audience leaders that will be exclusive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have ratings expectations? I mean, you obviously want it to be to be watched, <laughs> but has it got to get to certain levels that that to make you sort of, you know, make it worthwhile? Look, what we anticipate for the channel is that it will either be cost neutral or will make a, uh, a modest profit, which will okay. invest back into charter priorities. Uh, we anticipate, because it's such a fabulous new idea, that um, the audience was, will start out and grow from that point onwards. But probably don't want to get into the details of what our projections are. But, you know, we're very, very confident and positive about the channel because we've had so much feedback from audiences over many years. The Because um, the right movies attract actually quite big audience. Now, what was, I forget the name of it. You might remember the French movie you screened across a whole day recently, back to back. I think, I think we screened was a science fiction a cult hit. Yes. Was it the fifth uh, fifth element? Fifth element. Yes, that's it. That's, yeah. uh, that actually did some really good numbers. Did huge numbers. Mm. And look, all credit to John Bohm and uh, all of the folks at Viceland, because they're always finding new and quirky ways to to really tantalise audiences with something different. Yeah. So you said. Um, it might even make a profit, so there will be advertising. There certainly will be. I'm guessing you won't be interrupting movies, or will you? James, um, we will be interrupting the movies. Oh, stop it. They will be in the natural <laughs> breaks. But what I what I would say is because, you know, we uh, have got some great partners on board for the channel, that means we can launch the channel. It is a low-cost channel, um, and we have tried to uh, make use of resources uh, that are presently in at SBS with very modest additional um, human resources. But un- unless we are able to uh, provide opportunities for our partners to get their messages across, it simply wouldn't be there. But what we can say is um, that we will be delivering um, 700 uh, quality movies in HD to Australians to uh, uh, increase their viewing options. So, uh it's, it's a massive uh, opportunity for people, either on air at Channel 32 uh, or on demand to experience all these movies. And I guess that's the payoff. If you weren't taking the ads, we wouldn't get the channel. Is that pretty much it? Absolutely that, so. So for people like me who'll whinge and go, there's no such thing as natural breaks for ads in movies. <laughs> look, uh, there's so many people, uh, you know, comment on those natural breaks. And look, we, an- we understand that... Uh, that there are, there are concerns about breaks, but literally we couldn't bring audiences the channel unless we had those breaks. And we're incredibly grateful to the partners that have come on board with us and, and those that we hope will fill out the uh, advertising schedule for the channel. Okay. Tell me, Chris, will there be any hosting of um, any movies or will it just be pretty much back-to-back? Um, we are exploring opportunities for hostings. And I think one of uh, um, 
we've had hosts on World Movies and on the main channel like Jack Thompson, Gretel Killeen, the fabulous Andrew Mikado. It's going to me, you're reading my mind. (laughs) And so many more. So we're working on that now. Uh, We've launched the channel in double quick time. So there is some additional work to be done. Yep. Okay. Well, I just mentioned him again, Andrew Mikado, Mm -hmm. colleague of mine at Media Week. Um, You know that um, for the previous uh, World Movies uh, hostings that he did, uh, Aussie Exploitation, Mm. uh, we won an international Promax for that. Okay, you won a Promax. Which I have to admit uh, is sitting on Andrew's (laughs) mantelpiece. (laughs) Well, no, he's... um, his, his TV knowledge is wonderful, but so is his movie knowledge. So, you know, oh. I think curated seasons by him would... Um, yes. I'm sure they do very well. And um, Absolutely. And one of the things that we know is that we had huge audience success uh, with the Foxtel Linear Channel, and it was built around um, the work of people like Andrew Mikado and just creating um, unexpected seasons, you know, movies that you would never think of watching. Mm. And Andrew, we you know, was front and centre, and we were delighted that we run a Promax uh, with the fabulous work that he did for us. Yeah. Um, will it be carried by Foxtel? This new channel? Um, we are absolutely hopeful. Um, it's getting uh, close to launch date and we are absolutely in advanced discussions with Foxtel, so we hope to get it there. And look, th- a shout out to <laughs> the fabulous team at Foxtel. We have always at SBS prided ourselves on being genuinely a great partner of our partners and Foxtel is front and centre there. So we're having a really collaborative discussions with Amanda Lang um, and the team over at at, at Foxtel. Well, Amanda Lang's a sort of uh, the ultimate deal maker, I think, one of the um, industry's best. So if anybody can get it on air and do a deal, hopefully she'll uh, she'll negotiate it. So it could be there from launch, could it? We are hopeful of that. You it's know, down to the wire. We're <laughs> coming down to the wire. Uh, but we have to realise, I think we we launched this channel. We're launching this channel in double quick time. So yep. uh, we are collaborating really well with Foxtel, and we hope it, hope for it to be there. Do you have a role in acquisition as the channel manager? Uh, look, I don't have a role in in acquisition, but I think it's you know the broad strategy. Um, what I was noted for in terms of the linear channel on Foxtel and then the two services uh, that we have on destinations that we have on Foxtel and Stan now is to uh, talk with the team and and discuss ways that we can create seasons and uh, really build up audiences through those seasons. Yeah, because you have a deal with Stan, don't you? Just We've got a deal with memory. Stan What's and with, with Foxtel. So uh, a couple of years before... Uh, we moved over to a VOD offering on Foxtel. We had uh, launched um, a 240 uh, title uh, branded destination on Stan. Right. So, and we, you know, as much as we uh, love the people at Foxtel, we work so closely and collaboratively with Mike and Nick and Kayla and the team. And of course, the irrepressible Les Sampson. <laughs> Les Sampson, I still don't believe he does anything. <laughs> hey, tell me, so is that branded World Movies on Stan? Uh, those two are, that, in fact, the, the, the single brand. I think now, of course, Disney is there, of course, at Stan. But yeah. prior to Disney, we were the single branded destination okay. on both Stan and Foxtel. You've know, heard of Disney. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of talk about Disney. There is, yeah. They, they, they might become something big one day, perhaps. 
So we've we've talked about the ratings. I wanted to do that. The the destination the movies come from, because you have Hollywood offerings as well as international cinema. Absolutely. What's, what's branded international cinema, perhaps um, a bit arrogantly by people in Hollywood, yes. I guess, because that covers the rest of the world, doesn't yes, it? But, yeah. but there's sort Love of English that. language Hollywood movies, um, some some sort of historical stuff, some older movies, which are let me, apart from Bill Collins on Foxtel, oh, it was hard to find them, you know. Absolutely. Look, um, let me just quickly run you through the offering. Please. There's four pillars. Um, one is um, titles that will come direct from the festivals, Cannes, Toronto, Berlin, etc. Sydney. Um, so those hot off the press uh, direct from festival titles, firstly. Secondly, we will be, uh, uh, have the schedule will have a lot of beloved classics. So if you think of Untouchables, Kurosawa, Bertolucci, um, you name so it. So classics from any sort of nationality. Classics yep. from any nationality. Right. Um, then, uh, thirdly, we will uh, we will put to air a very significant number of thematics. So, uh, you know, in, in a first category, there would be um, NADOC, which is coming up next week, a celebration of uh, Indigenous culture, um, uh, International Women's Day, Mardi Gras, Lunar New Year. As well as that, um, and, and harking back to the fabulous work of Andrew Mikado, we will be looking at, at different seasons, you know, like screen sirens, like war movies, uh, you name it. Uh, a lot of work is being carried out by Brennan Wren and his fantastic team uh, who will head up the, uh, the content side of it. But um, we know that uh, what our board has asked us to do is to recreate the success of world movies, uh, cable and satellite, on free-to-air. Yes. And we found that the way to audiences' hearts was to continuously have seasons that, you know, excited interest uh, for them, you know, every month. Yeah, yeah. Is that the four pillars? The fourth pillar... I was going to say, I'm losing count. I thought it was only three. In daytime, because there's additional classification restrictions, um, we will have family-friendly co-viewing for most of the day. Okay. So as an example to sort of solidify that... Uh, in the first four weeks of the channel, we'll be running um, marathons of Studio Ghibli, those fabulous Japanese animations okay. uh, included uh, in amongst them is Spirited Away. So beautiful uh, animations from around the world that um, mums and dads or carers or anyone, uh, parents of children, uh, can uh, watch with their family. Right. Okay. Family-friendly viewing. Yes. So you mentioned who, who was the person you mentioned is the on the, with the acquisitions team. Uh, Brennan Wren is our head of acquisitions and programming. So is he a dedicated world movies? World movies. He is. He is across um, the the team, the yep. movies team as okay. a whole, in terms of programming and acquisition. And he has a team um, underneath uh, Abley, JP, and KB. <laughs> And uh, they, their knowledge of uh, of the titles is amazing. Uh, Brennan is known as a sort of human encyclopedia of movies. Really? Yeah, you can't name a movie that he hasn't seen or knows. Oh, fantastic! Of. Sounds an interesting guy. We should we should take him one day too. Maybe. Absolutely, he's uh, 
He's a, a, a very humorous and very uh, well-educated man. He knows his movies back the front. It'd be good to get him and Andrew together in here one yes. day. Yes. Yeah, there could be a fun podcast. There could podcast. be fireworks, I you think. stand back and let him go, maybe. You have huh? to get the, uh, classifica- <laughs> the, the classification people onto it, I Oh, think. there's no, no uh, restrictions here on our... Uh, <laughs> we don't have to... Colourful language. <laughs> we don't have to re- be responsible in uh, any shape or form. Um, are you doing... Is there anything special in launch week that's... Um, sort of noteworthy? Launch week, we are actually, uh, launch week is the first primetime movie that we will be showing will be Lion, which is an extraordinary, massive movie uh, that did so well internationally with that fantastic multicultural story. But as you know... That um, wouldn't have been on free-to-wear. That would be a free-to-wear premiere, I'm guessing. It has already been to wear once on SBS main channel. Oh, Okay. Um, we also have in that opening period, we'll have the marathons of the Studio Ghibli titles, which are world famous. Also, too, on that uh, in that first two weeks, we have uh, some some key titles. Rafiki, uh-huh. which is uh, was an absolute hit at uh, the Cannes Film Festival last year, which tells the tale of two young African women who fell in love. And if I ha- if I have it correctly, the uh, the Kenyan government banned that movie, right? And uh, the producers of the title are uh, seeking redress to see if they can have that widely released in Kenya. We also have uh, Penelope Cruz and Javier Bardem in um, Spanish drama um, "Loving Pablo," uh, and there's a whole range of massive titles that are premieres. And just running through Amanda from France, the Twelfth Man from Norway. Just a Breath Away from France, um, Purest, Ash is the Purest White from China, Aligarth from India, and The Emperor of Paris from France. So there are titles from all across the globe, and we are seeking as well to address the needs of high-needs language groups okay. um, in, in, across the Australian community, and, and that would be you know, the Middle East, Africa, and several others. So we'll be uh, doing all... We're doing our best to make sure that those titles can get to Australian audiences and serve those communities. Um, you would have worked a lot with subtitles in movies over your years at, at SBS. Is yes. there any sort of research or anything that says people, some people are reluctant to watch a movie with subtitles? Look, anecdotally we hear that people are reluctant to watch titles, uh, subtitles, but the reality is we've found, whether it's on our main channels or particularly on SBS On Demand, which got such a fantastic uh, library of international titles, w- you know, our feeling is that that is melting away uh, and that people are much more accepting of subtitles in these days when so much diverse content is available to them. Right, right. I've okay. been watching uh, Borgen in the last yes. week. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, isn't that great? Really enjoying Borgen. that so much. Yeah, it's wonderful. Wonderful. Um, does SBS have its own subtitling area? For Do they ever get content in they need to subtitle themselves? Absolutely. We do have a subtitling area. Um, it, it's one of a range of businesses that serve, I guess, mul- the multicultural It's like a needs. commercial operation too. You'll do outside yeah, stuff as we, well as your we own do. internal. Okay. So our SBS media sales division uh, has a range of businesses that sit under it that uh, seek to serve the needs of multicultural uh, communities. Uh, we have a lot of um, work and partnerships with federal and state governments in order to get content out to communities that 
need to know about government services and, and other issues. That's a, a rapidly growing area of SBS. We also have a new business that uh, looks at the wider area of diversity called the Cultural Competence um, Campaign. And that um, that's a, a great new business of SBS. All right. Now, look, I said I'd, um, I'd threaten to delve into your career briefly before I let you go. So, so at SBS for about the last eight years? Right, I think it's seven to eight years. Um, not, not that I'm counting. Um, uh, but before that, um, I did two stints overseas uh, with Via, Viacom International Media Networks. And all up, I, I worked um, in Australia, New Zealand, and then throughout Southeast Asia and Greater China with Viacom. Um, building channels and distributing channels and content. Okay. Uh, I had the pleasure there to meet Matt Ashcroft, uh, a great Aussie who's in in town at the moment, who's built his business now in uh, London. Is that right? Parade Media Distributors. So, so many fabulous people at Viacom. Before that, I've had three careers. I was a lawyer working in media and capital raising. Then I went to work in, in politics as a political advisor. Okay. So I had a. Uh, I'm 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 from Perth. So I worked for the West Australian Minister for Commun- uh, not communications for arts, <laughs> and then federally for Michael Lee, who was the communications and arts minister in the Keating government. Right. I had had you know huge honour there to work with uh, stars like Deborah Richards and Sam Moston. Right. Um, and to work on the, uh, the regulatory background for um, pay TV. And I led the, the project that uh, created Australia's first cultural policy, Creative Nation. Okay, okay. Do we still have a cultural policy? Mm, I don't think it's as strong as anymore, it previously it? was. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, more, more pity, but, you know, um, there's a great minister there, my friend Paul Fletcher. Right. And uh, hugely confident that uh, he will deliver, you know, one of the best uh, periods of minister uh, that we have because, yeah, I mean, I've seen him a little bit. I don't know a lot about him, but I've seen him at functions in the past. And he's seemed very funny, very erudite. Um, and I, my opinion is not not yours, obviously, but I I think we've had some duds, to be honest, in that um, that <laughs> ministry in the past. And um, I've got great hopes that we might see some yeah. some action and some. Um, Paul is is visiting um, SBS this afternoon oh, as we speak. Okay, no, but Paul is 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 so intelligent, and I always remember. Uh, with my uh, colleague Mandy Pattinson, who was at Discovery for many years, uh, we had so many sessions with Paul, and he introduced me to the concept of the decision tree. Okay, wow, the decision tree. Uh, I I'm sort of prefer to sit under the decision tree, <laughs> you know, with a glass of crisp white wine. But uh, uh, no, it was a very Paul is 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 so so smart. Yeah. All right. Look, fantastic. Look, Chris um, Chris Keeley, thank you so much for coming in. I'm really looking forward to uh, delving into world movies um, in HD and um, best of luck with it. Thank you very much, James. Uh, thank you for having me on your podcast. Pleasure. Really appreciate it. Thank you, mate. Thank you.